Welcome to Living a Better Life podcast with your host, Madeline Golick. This is a weekly podcast exploring a variety of topics on how you can live a better life, not just physically, but in all aspects of what it means to be human living in a modern world. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and should not replace professional or medical advice. This podcast is sponsored by Ecophysiotherapy, where their mission is to educate, empower, and rehabilitate you back to health. Without further ado, please enjoy the show. Just a quick thing before we begin today's podcast. Are unpleasant symptoms of digestion getting you down? Bloating, abdominal pain, constipation, indigestion, IBS, bowel dysfunction, SIBO, colitis? Well, We are now accepting new applications for our group physiotherapy program. To learn more, go to ecophysio.com forward slash group and submit an application and we will get in contact with you once we receive it to see if it's a good fit for our program. Welcome back everybody to the podcast. On today's episode, I'm going to be talking about pain, labor pain, and the magic of birthing. So I think it's really important that we have a discussion about pain because pain gets a bad reputation. While pain is often uncomfortable, unwelcomed, and unwanted, it's actually a very important physiological process that alerts us to the need for change. So pain is a sensation, both physical and uh, an emotional experience, that alerts us that something, something is happening. Something is potentially in danger, there's potential for injury, or there simply is something that the system is having a really difficult time regulating. And so pain is a form of communication. It's a way for our body to communicate with our conscious mind to alert us that we need to change something. Something perhaps that we are doing, something perhaps that we are not doing, but whatever we are doing, something needs to change in order for our system to be in a more optimized and safe place. So when we talk about pain in the context of laboring and birth, it has an important physiological role that it signals the release of very special chemicals that helps us, firstly, with pain management. It alerts us that, hey, labor is beginning. Probably a great idea to get where you need to be going to get to a safe and quiet place so that you can begin the journey. And it also serves a really important physiological role in helping us to change position, change how we're moving, change how we're doing something in the process in order to actually aid the baby coming down, to aid the baby in the process. And so unpleasant sensations that may be experienced as pain are serving a 
very important physiological role in helping to guide us towards comfort. But certainly, you know, should there be something happening, we can ask our care providers questions and, you know, seek reassurance and or if something needs to be looked at to have it addressed. So pain gets a bad rep. And for some reason, it's like magnified in our cultural experience in the sense of like social media or like especially in movies. You sort of see these portrayals of birthing individuals like screaming and making faces that could be categorized as they are unable to handle the sensations. And I say to that, that we're making interpret, I think a lot of interpretation is being made as to facial features and vocalizations, but like, gosh forbid, we tap into healthy aggression to move energy. Because during contractions, there are waves, there are waves of intensity, there's waves of energy. And vocalizations, first and foremost, are a great way of moving that energy and moving through the energy. So to say that somebody is screaming means that they're in total agony and pain and not capable of dealing with the sensations of labor, like, are we supposed to be stoic? And like, are we supposed to be prim and proper in labor? We are supposed to work with the energies. We're meant to move with the energies. And so if that means, quote unquote, screaming out loud, that is a great way of moving energy. It's a great way of opening up the vocal cords, opening up the throat, Um, depending on how you're making your vocalizations, if you can get them quite vibratory, so like they're vibrating, that can be really soothing to our nervous system. And so we want to be careful. I think, you know, when we're making interpretations on people's individual experiences, just because one person may be more quiet and um, less moving around does not necessarily mean that they're not experiencing unpleasant sensations. And somebody who's being very vocal does not mean that their experience of the sensations are overwhelming. I think we need to understand that there's a spectrum in which people experience unpleasant sensations and how they um, are able to cope with them. But I think it's important that we understand that every person's experience is individualized. And so being careful when you're looking at images and hearing other people's stories or watching videos of of birth to not try to superimpose judgments on that, but simply to observe a process for, you know, seeing maybe what the process is like, but just being aware of what some of the automatic thoughts might be coming through because of course we also have a negativity bias in our mind so when we think about things like our mind naturally goes to 
worst case scenario. And so just noticing what are some of your thoughts that come through and noticing if they're positive and negative. So pain gets a bad reputation. It is a very important physiological process. There is a spectrum to which people experience pain from some people not experiencing sensations as very pleasant and orgasmic in birth to, yes, there are some individuals who do experience um, some overwhelm with those situations. And we can't understand all of the things that led to that particular experience. And so I want to come back to, you know, labor and childbirth as a rite of passage. It's a powerful rite of passage. We are literally giving birth to a human. It is a, like, it's almost a spiritual quest in essence of, I don't know many life experiences that are like this particular experience. And so how you are moving through that experience is yours and will be yours and should be yours without anybody kind of trying to place their interpretation on your experience. And I say, if you need to scream, you go and do what you need to do in order to move the energy. Don't let that energy get stuck in your body and then create tension. Move it through. And again, if that means screaming, great. If that means squeezing your partner's hand really, really firmly, great. Again, does not necessarily mean that you are not handling it. In fact, doing those things is your way of handling it. So do what you gotta do. I also want to chat a little bit about preparation and learning about labor and learning about birth and talking about pain and unpleasant sensations. I think we need, I think there's been like this fear that's developed in our culture around like talking about these processes around, you know, let's have a discussion about pain. Let's try to understand what it's all about. Let's try to talk about and understand some of the interventions that may come up. Let's talk a little bit about, you know, generally speaking, some expectations of labor and generally speaking, some expectations postpartum. Not from the sense of creating fear around that, but I would argue to say that one of the things we fear the most is the unknown. And so going with the flow in labor and birth is not about walking into it blindly. Going with the flow comes from a sense of trust. And how do you build trust in yourself and trust between you and your partner or uh, maybe a support person? That takes some getting to know, right? If you were going to work with a doula, you would want to kind of get to know them. And that's why they have prenatal visits leading up to the birth to get to know you and your preferences and how you are best supported and how they can 
uh, best serve you for a positive birth experience. But see, the, the important piece here is the preparation, helping our partners prepare as well, helping them get access to information, to practices. And again, they might not know how to best support you. So having those conversations in advance, practicing various, let's say, labor techniques, labor positions, that helps them build some trust in themselves. It helps you build trust in them and their ability to support you. And again, the trust of letting go in the process of birthing comes from a sense of knowing. And we also want to know about the process of labor. We want to learn about our bodies, learn what our bodies are capable of doing, learning how the magic of labor and birth unfolds so naturally, right? We don't have to think about, okay, this hormone releases now, and then this muscle contracts now. All of those processes are happening in your body subconsciously, like your automatic system knows what it is needing to do. But if you don't know what it's needing to do, how do you trust and support your body in knowing what it needs to do? Or how do you trust and let go to let your body unfold? So if there is some fear centered around learning some of the things around labor and birth and things that can happen and potentially things that can go not so great. Uh, one of the things is obviously considering how that information is being um, portrayed. Is it, you know, coming from a place of, hey, like letting you know, here are just some things. And then if this thing happens, here's what we do. Or if it's coming from a more fear place, uh, then considering the source where the information is coming from and maybe finding a different source. Um, alternatively, if there is a lot of fear and anxiety developing, as you're just learning about your body and learning about the process, that might be a great opportunity to then work with somebody to help you with those fears and anxieties. Because if your system is already feeling afraid, then that may, that fear and that anxiety may potentially also show up in the labor and birthing process. And one of the things that we do know is that when there's a lot of fear, when there's a lot of anxiety, it has the potential to create tension in the body. And when there is more tension in the body, there is more possibility to experience unpleasant sensations more distinctly. Um, to say you may experience pain more intensely if there's more tension in the body and if there's fear and anxiety. So knowing yourself and being like, wow, this is, you know, learning this information is causing me to feel really uncomfortable and I'm a little bit afraid perfect opportunity to work with those who are trained in helping you to work through those fears and anxieties. So whether that be a psychotherapist or um, a social worker or a counselor, there's nothing wrong with working with somebody 
to address those fears and anxieties. Because again, we want to prepare in the best way that we can before the time actually arrives. So, you know, I often think about, you know, athletes and how much time both mentally and physically they prepare before a race or before a tournament. I often think of like Olympic athletes. Again, the physical and the mental preparation so that when they come to the event, you know, they're not thinking through step by step. Okay, I have to make sure my stroke goes this way. My hand placement is like this. They've practiced it over and over in their minds and in their bodies physically that when the time comes, they step up to the podium. I'm thinking about like uh, swimmers here, right? They step up, they take that deep breath and then they just jump and they go. All the practice, all the preparation, all of the nerves, because they still have nerves too, right? All that energy is just channeled and focused so that their only thing is to just be present and let go into the process rather than trying to make things specifically happen they're just they're just replaying all of their practice in that moment they're just doing the thing with probably little to any specific thought process they're not getting up into their heads and so similarly you know, this is, a, this is a big life event. And I think we need to get back to getting prepared, getting educated, having our support systems, having our community, our village to help us so that when we get there, we're just breathing, letting go, and trusting. And I believe that we needed that back in the day because we didn't have as much medical interventions should something go wrong. So we needed to really prepare. We needed people who really knew the process and, you know, and the education that was being given and passed down because everybody needed to optimize the process as much as possible because the interventions weren't available. And how amazing that we now have access to life-saving interventions if we need them but let's not also forget that there is a natural process here and so we don't want to just rely on medical interventions to help us reach the end there are so many things within our bodies within our movement that we can do to aid ourselves but we always know that we have this plan b right we have the medical system plan b so my encouragement is to learn more information and try to gain an understanding of what do you need to feel confident? What do you need to feel safe? What do you need so you feel comfortable enough to let go of full control? And so if you're interested in learning a little bit more about pain and the nervous system and how we can support the nervous system that does all the automatic functions, how can we support that system to be optimized? How can we support 
rest and relaxation and calm in our body. So I have a full 30 minute free mini training. It's called how to work with labor pain to have a more positive birth experience. And I will drop the link in the show notes for you to access. So totally free 30 minute mini training that just goes a little bit more in depth around pain. Why is pain even there? What could it possibly mean? How you might be able to work with labor pain? And then also some techniques specifically for supporting the nervous system in the laboring experience. And I'll also be hosting a free masterclass. And I generally host these masterclasses every two to three to four months. So the next free masterclass is called How to Prepare Down There for Birth. So in this particular masterclass, we chat a little bit more about pelvic health and how do we support our muscles uh, to prepare for labor and birthing. So the next one is April 2nd at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I will post a link uh, in the show notes as well. So there will be two links, a link to the free mini training and a link for the free masterclass if you would like to dive a little bit deeper to get to know your body and prepare your body i would love the opportunity to share what i know with you and i'm gonna leave it here for this episode and i look forward to connecting with everybody on the next podcast bye for now Thank you for listening to Living a Better Life podcast. Make sure to subscribe to our show to stay up to date with our latest and greatest episodes. We would also love to hear your comments, suggestions, and reviews. Thanks again. Until the next episode. Bye for now.